Hello and welcome to the Paediatric Research Podcast for January 2016. I'm Kerry Smith. The health of a child, and the health of the adult that they eventually become, is not just a matter of biology. Social factors are extremely important determinants of infant and child well-being, and they can have far-reaching impacts later in life. I'm talking about things like child abuse, parenting interventions, substance use in the family, the home environment in general. In the January issue of Paediatric Research, guest editors with specialisms in the social factors governing health took the reins and published several reviews on the topic. I spoke to one guest editor, Margie Skier, who is a public health and community medicine expert at Tufts University. I'm an assistant professor at the Tufts University School of Medicine. My work has been around child antecedents of uh, later substance use and other sexual risk and other risk outcomes among adolescents. So as kids are exposed to adversity in childhood, what happens to them as they develop into adolescence and beyond. These kinds of topics, they're notoriously difficult, aren't they, to to come up with anything but a correlation, I, I presume, between a very, very early life experience, even an in utero experience, and then something that happens much later in someone's life. Yes, these are very hard things to study and to research because there are so many layers that go along with them. So one exposure begets other exposures, beget other exposures, and it's never sort of a clean picture the way that we statistically model things. So it can be very difficult to try to actually study this and see what exactly are these determinants and how do they manifest and how do they sort of interact with other components like genes and um, like you said, in utero exposures and environmental exposures and what's going on in the family and what's going on in the schools. So it can be very, very challenging to examine these social determinants and really pinpoint what's going on as people get older and have different outcomes. What are the kind of shining examples from now or from history, from the history of these kinds of fields in, in how to do this right? Well, some of the work um, in the ACEs, the Adverse Childhood Experiences Studies, have been very good with respect to understanding how cumulative adverse experiences in childhood affect biological, physical, emotional, and otherwise outcomes as people age. So kids who are exposed to violence, kids who have other exposures of adversity um, at home or in the family or in their neighborhood, they were seeing now how it affects cardiovascular health, it affects mental health, it affects other behavioral health such as substance use. And these, the ACEs studies have really given us a good insight into that. And people studying these kind of issues in child health, they must have to work together across lots of different fields. I mean, is, is the subject interdisciplinary now and, and has it always been that way? There has been a lot of work that's been done in silos where people working in epidemiology have been separated from people working in psychology and and whatnot. There has been more of an interdisciplinary focus now because it's necessary. It's really required because we are looking at all of these different exposures and outcomes. And so moving more toward interdisciplinary uh, di- moving more toward an interdisciplinary field with respect to examining childhood exposures and and adolescent, adult, or even 
later adult outcomes really needs to be looked at in all of these different perspectives and fields. Um, it has not been traditionally, but it it is moving more toward that direction. And give us a flavor of the um, the main topics covered by the the issue then. What, what's come up as really a trendy topic? Some of the, the articles that I had been examining were looking at parenting interventions, um, substance use, uh, child abuse, um, early life influences on some of the other outcomes we included were uh, obesity, diabetes, um, and understanding sort of what some of the home environments were like for children and adolescent outcomes. That work has all been very interesting to me in, in getting to see the reviews of the literature, what's going on in those topics. The issue features one article on telehealth. This is guiding paediatric care in underserved communities through telecommunications. Uh, first of all, Margie, just introduce us to the idea of telehealth. What I interpreted it to be is ways of reaching communities who don't have act that don't have access to medical care, physicians, other resources, and particularly people who are physically removed, maybe in more rural communities, um, who don't maybe have the travel access, the physical access, and maybe people who just don't have the resources to get to see physicians or nurses or other clinical providers and would be able to do some of that work and, and to do some of those appointments online and do it web-based so that you can have one-on-one -on -one interactions over a computer or via video. It now adds another layer of resources that may not have been available otherwise. And just being able to say, here is what something looks like. Here, I have a, a rash on my leg um, without needing to spend the hours getting in or being able to and saying, oh, is there something that you might be able to recommend? You know, that's a, a simplistic view of it, but being able to provide more resources that really people didn't have access to can only be helpful. The reviews this month, all about the social factors that determine a child's outcomes in life, they're quite a different focus for paediatric research, aren't they? Which often focuses on biology, biomedicine, clinical studies, that sort of thing. Yeah, absolutely. I think that understanding from a social epidemiologic perspective, because I, that's how I think as a social epidemiologist, understanding disparities and inequities and how we can bridge those gaps through the life course, starting with childhood, is incredibly important. And if we're able to identify the social inequalities and the disparities and really try to make changes in early childhood, we could have potentially drastic effects as people get older and into the future. That was Margie Skier from Tufts University. The January 2016 review issue will be available online from nature.com slash PR. I'm Kerry Smith. Thanks for listening.